Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Book Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast. A part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before I get into this podcast, please don't be to rate. Uh, please don't be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, when it comes to rating, reviewing, and subscribing, if you want to rate me a five star because you think I'm hot, go ahead. You want to review? You want to leave a comment? You want to say? Not you want to? You want? You want to? You want to just leave a comment? You want to be like, hey, you know, the lid sanity. It's on fire this week. Uh, please go ahead. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of things that you could do. Uh, you know, there, there's plenty of ways you can watch it, plenty of ways you can, uh, you know, listen to it. Uh, you know, there's plenty to come. And so without further ado, let's get into the podcast. And that's what we're here to talk about. But we have to talk about the stuff that happened before the stuff that's happening kind of right now to give you guys an opinion of what we think. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously we knew, you know, we, we knew the Suns swept the Nuggets. So that eliminated a series for us. Uh, but the Brooklyn and Milwaukee series. We did not talk about um, on on Linsanity just because, you know, the series in game seven happened after our pod. Uh, so let's talk that first before we get into the new series. Um, you know, Zach, I, I want to start with yourself. Um, you know, there, there's been a lot of comments made uh, by a particular person on this network, particularly on the record, suggesting that Brooklyn cannot be beat. Uh, Zach, I know you have plenty to say. Well, first off, let me just say the Nets would have won if they were healthy. In fact, they would have steamrolled. Okay? They would have. But the fact of the matter is they were not healthy. You just want me to talk about the Bucks and the series in general? Uh, um, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I, it basically just give me an in general thoughts here. I mean, after all, you and I didn't count the Bucks out, so I just feel like you no, should. we didn't. Oh my god! No, we didn't. This we thought they stupid. had a chance on like the third person in the Zoom. This is Look, stupid. this is silly. Listen, you know what? I'll just start off with a bombshell, and when you, when I say it, you're gonna be like, "Whoa!" And then you're gonna think about it and be like, "Well, he's probably right." Okay. Greatest oh, win in Bucks franchise history since Game Four of the '71 Finals. Oh my gosh. Sure, I mean, because I, win. I don't, I don't study Bucks history, Zach. Well, well, no, sure, like, I'll go with you on that. Well, it, no, like I mean, well, there isn't a lot of it. But well, do you think the first conference finals that they had, right? They went two or three times. You think the first conference finals they had had less impact than the one that they're going to have now? I'm just talking individual victories. In okay, okay, history? okay. Got you. Okay. Okay. You, I mean, healthy or not, you beat the team that everybody penciled in to win the title. And you save your coach's ass along the way. Your yep. best player threw off every narrative the haters were throwing at him. Your sure. second best player right. shut people up, one yeah, of yeah. which is a member of our network, and we still haven't heard from him on the topic, J.D. Hall. And Drew Holiday. Well, he'll, let, let me rephrase. He'll be on... He'll be on uh, this week, we're looking at Wednesday afternoon. Check your podcast feeds on Thursday for JD's insight here. But continue, sir. And Drew Holiday, who offensively wasn't what you want, but defensively brought it. Yep. And I just think, you know, you can make a case this is Durant's best series of his career. Um, sure. 
he's still the top dog in the league. There's no doubt about it. This series shouldn't be held against him or James Harden, quite frankly. I mean, the the the, the Nets are an inch away from being in the Eastern Conference Finals. An inch, literally an inch, a toe. Yeah. yeah. You know. So Bryce, I have all caps in my notes here. Shove it on Milwaukee. Shove it on your Giannis hate. Let me oh no, let, no. Let me give the listeners a little taste of what's okay. going on, Caleb. Because sure, we are we are zooming during Game Seven of Nets Bucks. Bryce doesn't come in the zoom because he's terrified the Nets are going to lose. And oh my gosh, okay. Bryce Bryce throws out some bull. That when the Nets are down four with less than a minute left, he's like, I'm not concerned. It's fine. Uh, no. I wasn't. Ask no, my brother. I you're, wasn't. You're a liar. I wasn't. You're a liar. I'm you're not down, lying. Yeah, yes, you are. You're a liar. You're down four with under I, a minute okay. left in a game seven. Okay. I'm not. When Kevin Durant is on the other side, I don't fear anything. Well. I fear nothing. I didn't have a dog in the fight, and I was... You know, it was one of the most tense I've been just as a fan of the game. Because you don't believe in Kevin Durant, that's why. I never said that. Yeah, never, that is, that's what you're saying. No, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. I don't yeah. care who's on the other team. If you're down four with less than a minute left. No, that matters. That absolutely matters. You're telling me, dude, I I know you Kevin don't have Durant any concern. is going to you don't have any concern. If Kevin Durant is on the other side, no, not at all. Oh my God, you're down four in a game. I seven. don't. I I I wasn't concerned. I looked at my brother. I said, you know what? They're down. He's like, it's over. The game's over. I said, I don't know about that, man. I I'm really not too concerned about this because I feel like Kevin yes. Durant's gonna come down and make shots. Yeah. And what did he do? He made shots. He did. In fact, he almost ended their season. No, you're gonna try and push this narrative that I don't believe in. Kevin you know what? Durant. Yeah, because not. you don't. No, uh, no. Because no. you don't. You're saying by you were worried you didn't believe in Kevin Durant. No, it's no, I'm not. The best player in the league. <laughs> yes, he is. So you don't trust the best and player. And I'll go on the, the record with overcome- this. He's the second best scorer of all time. Of all oh, time. Wow. Wait, wait. Be- who being the first? Behind Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Okay. Okay. I'm. And he's I the second be- best player that we have seen up to this point in our lives. Our generation. He was incredible. He was awesome. I, in fact, I would make the case this was the best series of his life. Um, if you know, if Harden and Irving don't get hurt, they win the title. Uh, but Bryce, you're gonna sit there. Here's the here's the most shameful part of it, Bryce. Was you were shitting on Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was dominating the game in all facets. Maybe the best game he's ever played in his entire career. Postseason or not, and you're like, he's got to guard Durant. He's got to guard Durant. First he does. Off, first off, talk about disrespecting Durant. You're acting like he can guard Durant. Okay. Nobody can guard. Him. No, I'm not. That's not disrespect. I'm just saying, I, what I'm expecting out of an MVP is for that MVP to pick well, up the, the team's best player, and he did not do that. You, you, they are hiding him on defense. Uh, well, <laughs> He was guarding Jeff Green. <laughs> Jeff Green. Jeff Green, who was an important piece for the Nets. Oh, yeah, season. he locked down Jeff Green. Thanks, Giannis. That's my MVP, the guy who can shut down Jeff Green. Listen, Bud Bud took a lot of heat this series, and rightfully so. But he didn't waste Giannis' energy by putting him on Durant because uh, even Bud knows nobody can guard Durant. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But that's, that's the narrative no. you want to go with. That's Giannis... 
back-to-back MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, playing the best game of his life, and Bryce is over here saying guard Durant. He should. He should. Whatever. Why? Whatever. Why? Okay, we we don't hate on Kawhi Leonard because he guards the best player. We didn't hate on Kobe because even though he wasn't the best defender in the world, he'd always pick up the best player. LeBron would pick up the best player at times. You're gonna hate on this game because no, I, he didn't pick up the best guy on defense. Yes. Meanwhile, dominating in every other facet. Of yes. The game. That's. I every- want to see that out of the MVP. Oh. Uh, Fine. They won, Bryce. They won look, the game. All right, look, here's the they deal. Won the okay. series. Okay, if the Bucks make the finals, which I think we're all thinking they will, right? Sure. Who's he going to guard? He should guard the best player. If it's Devin Booker, it needs to be Devin Booker. If it's Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, it should be that guy. And if they lose the finals, I will come on here and I will absolutely obliterate Giannis for that. Which is a joke. It's that not is a joke. joke. It is not a joke. No, it's a joke. And here's oh. my here's my final two points. Number one, James Caper and the referees were awful. Oh, here. And number we go. two, number two. If Mil- speaking of winning the finals, Bryce, if Milwaukee wins the finals, it will be the first time since the Lakers in two thousand two that the champs' best player doesn't have a reliable jump shot. Are you trying to argue my point that you can't win a title with a big guy as your best player? No, it's not okay. what I said. Okay. I said Giannis, we'll Giannis' jump shot is, you know, it's gotten better over the years. It's not reliable. Sure, 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 sure. Same thing with Shaq. You know, he he never had one. So that's that's my point. Okay. That's okay. all I got. What about you, Bryce? What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Zach hit it on the nail on the head, right? I, I don't think Milwaukee wins this series if if Brooklyn is is entirely healthy. No, now, no way. Besides the point, I even think, in my in my opinion, I even think if Joe Harris plays even slightly better than he did in this series, that that Brooklyn is in a in a position to win this game. I hundred yeah. percent believe that. Yeah, I agree. Joe Harris. It was a total letdown this series after <laughs> after in the first round he kind of balled out and I, just nothing i mean i don't know if you guys remember uh during game seven um i think there was a shot in overtime or maybe the fourth quarter wide open joe harris three from the wing Clank. wide open clanks clanks yep. wasn't anybody within 10 feet of him clanks i, I just it was awful, awful, awful series for Joe Harris, who'd been solid for them down the stretch during through all those injuries. But I mean, hey, I'll give I'll give credit where credit's due. Milwaukee fought their butts off. Everything looked grim. They blew the massive lead. Bud looked like he was already clearing out his office. I thought Rick Carlisle was already moving into the office, and they came back and won the series. Now, and. I, Giannis does what Giannis does, except guard the best players, which is, hey, neither here nor there. But I want to talk about Chris Middleton and how awesome he was during this season, this this series. Somebody has to. He was awesome. I think he had one or two, like one bad game, if I'm not mistaken. But the rest of the series, he was solid. Some clutch buckets. He was solid. Well, I've said it, I've said it on the podcast before. I think Middleton is their best clutch player. It is. And it's and I don't know that it's close. Maybe Holiday. Holiday's come up with some clutch buckets when he needs to. I, I think he had one in Game Seven where he was like three of eighteen, and he hit a couple big buckets down the stretch that they really needed him to step up because at that point that trade was looking really bad. Uh, if he finished the game, you know, three of eighteen, three of yeah, twenty. Right. So yeah. But uh, I, Caleb, 
me and you were, were dead on the money with Kevin Durant. Sure. Like this series was career legacy defining and he almost sure. pulled it off it, to Zach, Zach's point inch earlier, away. an inch, an yeah. inch. Right. Right. And, and I think that overtime, that overtime period in game seven, mm. I think he was just tired. I saw a stat. I don't know if you guys saw it. Oh, hey, Caleb, I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder. Go ahead. little trivia here. Ah. The last three games of the series, how many minutes was Kevin Durant on the bench? Oh, sweet Jesus. The four. last three games I'll say of the four. series. Four? Okay. Two. Two. Low, low. It was actually eight minutes. Eight wow. minutes in three games. So, I mean, the dude is dead tired. I mean, and you could tell in the overtime period, his shots were short. Uh, he had no leg strength left and nobody was really helping him. Harden, you know, the hamstring thing. And, and let me just say, I'm not holding this against Harden. You guys will be glad to know. I'm not blaming Harden for any of this because of the hamstring. Now, if he was healthy and he played like that, I would be ripping him and telling you, I told you so once again, but I'm not going to do that because that's not fair to James Harden. So I'll give him a pass for this one. <laughs> Overall, great series. I enjoyed it. Yes, I picked the Nets to go to the finals. Unfortunately, I did not foresee Kyrie Irving and James Harden getting hurt during the series. But hey, Milwaukee, congratulations. I think you guys are going to go to the finals, in my honest opinion. <laughs> oh, God. Zach, you didn't give it to him enough. Bryce... Bryce, you literally, this you literally, you're going to belabor this. No, okay. no, I'm Go not. No, you I'm dragged not him you, through the mud. Go ahead. You dragged him. You, you, you basically disrespected anything that uh -huh. anyone else in the East can do against him. That's what you did. No, I'm not because you, they were getting obliterated. Who was getting the books were the books were getting obliterated. And what game? What? Not, not in this game, but earlier in the season, in, in the series when Kyrie was still healthy. Sure, sure. Giannis didn't have a single bad game in the series. Not a single bad game. No, he did. I'm not. I'm not saying Giannis had bad games. I think he had one. And say that. But I don't yeah, think, I think it was anything. It would. We have one. I had one game where I kind of thought it was a bad game, but he had good stats. I just. I think when it comes to it, uh, you know, when I see this and I looked at this series, I, I mean, a couple things just come to mind, right? I mean, it's Zach. I mean, you already mentioned it. Obviously, the big three being healthy changes the entire momentum of the series. Um, I also think that um, it's important to remember, as I've said multiple times, that you are not, you know, teams like this right off the gate are not going to be at their best. It's the second year that normally elevates this team. If you think about it, you go to LeBron's teams, you go to, uh, you know, the Warriors, list goes on. The second year, there's always something better about the second year. Your chemistry gets better. You fix your needs more. You attack that more. I honestly think Milwaukee was under significant pressure to win the championship. I think Milwaukee, and compared to any team in the Eastern Conference, was under the most pressure to win the championship. I think they I think I think out of every team left, Milwaukee is in the most pressure to win the championship. The way that I the way that I see the Bucks is I don't know how much better of a window you got. Okay. You took advantage of it and the uh, props need to be had. Uh, there's no question. 
uh, somehow Mike Budenholzer redeemed himself after a stupid Brook Lopez turnover. I just the way that oh, I see it God. is the, the way the way that I see this series. Oh it's just you know I think the perimeter players. You know, there's been some conversations I've had with some people, and I agree. It's like Middleton. Middleton is the best perimeter player the Hawks have seen in the playoffs. He's the best perimeter player. Yeah. So he's getting his shot off the most. Ben Simmons can't take advantage of Trey Young because Ben Simmons is only going to post up on the block and be on the dunker spot. Mm-hmm. And while nice Seth shot. Curry's Miss Seth Curry's coming off back screens looking for threes, while Chris Middleton's going to come up and hit you with the mid range. He's going to hit you with all facets, all ranges of his game. You could make an argument that Drew Holiday creates his shot better than any guard that the Hawks have seen as well outside of Middleton. The way that I see it, I think the you know when I you know Milwaukee came out in this series and they just they they had terrific confidence the entire time. They didn't lose it. Like I mean, honestly, like in a game seven for Giannis to airball two free throws, but then make the big free throws that he made. Like that's a lot. Because by the way, we saw somebody that didn't want to shoot free throws. We saw somebody that wanted to pass up dunks last uh, last night. Recording this on a Monday night, and those people like that are, are embarrassing. And the way that I see it is, I think Giannis has a chance to be the most dominant player left in the field. I think he showed it. I think he showed he was the most dominant player in this series. I thought Durant had a great series, but I thought Giannis was the most dominant player in the series. I thought I thought I thought Giannis was the most dominant. I think Durant was the best. I think Giannis was the most dominant. You couldn't stop Giannis when he got to five feet in. When he when he basically said the last two games he didn't want to shoot threes, he just became unstoppable. You guys, it didn't matter. Blake Griffin, I don't care. Jeff Green, I don't care. He just was on. And look, if he's going to play like this, I, I mean, they're going to go to the fight. They're going to go to the. It was fight. a joy to watch. They're going to get a gentleman sweep, or they're going to sweep. If Giannis continues this, he's on a mission, and I think he showed it. Now, transitioning from the Brooklyn side of it, I mean, obviously you want to win a championship, Bryce. You've been talking about this. You and I have liked this team, obviously. Everybody's liked this team. Their offensive firepower is good. But I think in the NBA, we just get a little too, oh, hey, we love the firepower at the top of the, the top of the line. And sometimes we just tend to forget that the role players matter in championships. You know, they just didn't have it from their role players. Joe Harris making a stupid amount of money, bricking shots like I'm building a house. Meanwhile, you got guys like you're just you're just sitting there just like, wait, like, where is this performance coming from? Blake with six fouls and excusable. Like, I'm just saying, like, I think Brooklyn's role players just came up short. I think if they fix that next year, I think it's fair to say they're going to be the favorites. I'm with it. I, I I totally agree. I mean, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, who they didn't have all season, has already opted out of his contract. We'll see what happens there. But I, I think they make some signings in the offseason. Definitely. Definitely they make some. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Zach. Next year, I'm not playing Mike James in a postseason series. If I'm Brooklyn, I'm not playing Tyler Johnson. I'm not playing. I'm not. I'm not playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Brooklyn's just going to make better moves just along their depth, right? They're just going to sign guys because if it's not going to be hard to recruit guys when you can just sit there and be like, hey, man, look, you're going to get 20 minutes a game for us (laughs) and you're going to play with the three best offensive players in this generation. 
You want to come play with us? I heard JJ Reddick has already booked his plane ticket. Look, <laughs> I just think honestly that'd be a great fit. But that's the type of well. players that you can get, right, Zach? Like you get players like that, and you're just right back in the thick of it. You're going to probably be the top team in the East, and clearly Philly's under reconstruction. And I think this is Milwaukee's best chance at a title. Well, there's a guy in Golden State that wants out named Kelly Oubre. I don't know what the package is there. Maybe a Dinwiddie sign and trade, but that might be it. But he came to mind. Uh, I keep I don't watch college basketball as much as you guys do, but um, it's embarrassing. I've been told this is a very deep draft, and the Nets have the 27th pick. So maybe they pick somebody up there. It's there's going to be move. This is not going to be the same team. And I, I think it's other than the top three dudes. Uh, you could see a serious overhaul and with everybody, everybody, I think Harris will still be there. Uh, I think Claxton will still be there. Other than that, Claxton should absolutely be there. Okay, uh, yes. If, if you can get off Jared Allen. Allen. I'll go ahead. Zach. If you can get off the Andre for please, God's sake, please get off. Unplayable. But your problem, but the, here's the problem though. You have to sit there and have a grown man conversation with this guy because he he's come in, he's come in and he's basically done nothing for you. Nothing. He's given you rotation minutes in the regular season. I can get rotation minutes from Alex Len. The fact is, I'm expecting more out of a DeAndre Jordan. I don't care. I don't care that he's 32, 33. Alex Len. Jesus. I'm just saying it's the truth though, Zach. I should I be know, expecting it more. It hurts and it's one of those things where you never would have expected that. But the unfortunate reality is DeAndre Jordan is just becoming unplayable. He's becoming useless. They have to be able to figure out something next year. They have to figure it out. Um, I'm bringing back Jeff Green. Jeff Green's a free agent next year. I'm bringing Daniel back like as soon as possible. That'd be a great fit. But I don't know if Chicago I, Chicago might throw him something. I'm not sure. Well, I just Daniel think, Tice is a free agent. Well, I know. I'm just thinking Daniel Chicago. Be awesome there. Let's not underestimate Chicago's ability yeah, right. to throw the bag. Right. <laughs> I mean, let's just face it. You know, they're 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 not going to be afraid to spend money on somebody horrible. Neither I just the way, you know, the way that I see it, um, I think Milwaukee just needs to get a lot of credit for what they've done. I think Bryce needs to, you know, it really need to understand Giannis's greatness overall. No. And the way that I see it, um. You know, I think this is, you know, it was a good series. It was a great series to watch. For all the people that said this was a sucky series, oh, shut up. Because at the end of the day, this was physical basketball, and this is where it matters. Okay? You're not going to get 130-point games in the freaking playoffs <laughs> when you get two teams like this. who play. It's just, you're, but you're not, though. And there's no, a lot of not. comments on that. And there's a lot of comments that are saying, like, well, this, the style of game was good. Dude, it was good basketball. I mean, did you not have fun watching this series? I'm just saying. I did. That game seven was thrilling. It was it was so good. And here's so another good. guy who came sure. to mind, a free agent to be. Sure. A guy we've been very high on. A guy the Bucks were not very high on. Tory Craig to the Nets. He'd be really good on them. Get him on the really cheap. Good. Yeah. Maybe he's coming off a ring with the Suns and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go get another one. Goes to the I Nets. Get another one. Go east. Go east. Yeah. Get revenge. We, hey, we love Tory Craig here on this podcast. Yeah, we do. We don't. Yeah, we we don't, don't sit there and get wishy washy. Uh, anyhow, we'll we'll do we'll do we'll do a uh, we'll do a transition into uh, <laughs> Suds and, and Suds and Clippers, uh, which is the first Western uh, Conference uh, series that we got. And the Phoenix Suns uh, somehow came out of this. 
uh, with the victory uh, over the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, the key for me is, uh, you know, obviously Chris Paul is out for game two, which begs you to wonder, like, can they get 2-0 on them? Because I think there's a little strategy going on here from the Clippers. If you guys wouldn't mind hearing me out here. I think the Clippers said, screw the first game. We're going hard for the second game. Because I think, you 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 know, they, they let's just be honest. Like DeMarcus Cousins, he was, he was, he had, he had a great stretch, but then he got to a point where it's like unplayable. You can't rely on his offensive abilities at this point because he just can't get, he can't even jump over my freaking phone book. The way that I see it is, is that, is that the clip, that the Clippers look, when I, when I look at this team, it's like, I, I just, I want to see a little, I want to see a couple things. Of course. You I want to see, book. no, I want to see, I want to see something though. In all seriousness, the Clippers, the Clippers to me, they got a horrible Morris game. Where are you at, people, on Morris? Three for 11, <laughs> all for five from three. <laughs> he was hideous. And, then, and, and, and I can't have that in a game like this. I need him because I don't have Kawhi. And then the fact is that I thought Zubac had a, how it was, the, was the fourth best player in this game for the Clippers. <laughs> I mean, Zubac. Like, guys, like, Zach, I'm going to start with you. Like, I mean, I think the Clippers kind of threw the towel in game one. But, like, you got to see a big-time game from game two, right? Like, come on. Well, it's a must-win. It's a must-win. I yes. mean, they. I yes. have in my notes, the Clippers have to go balls to the wall in game two. Because you got to steal one while Chris Paul's out. You have to. Because I don't know if it's going to be game three or game four or whatever Sugar Daddy decides. <laughs> Good call out. Good call Chris, out. Chris Paul will be back, and I have a theory on uh, uh that are whole you doing this? Bullshit. I absolutely you, am. I'm oh. gonna save it for later. I have a. I don't even think it's a conspiracy. All right, it's just I'll get to it later. Oh no. Uh, I have in my notes also the trifecta of Beverly Morris Batum was absolutely awful. <laughs> awful. Um, uh, Demarcus Cousins. You brought him up, Caleb. 11 points in 13 minutes. Would you like to know the Clippers plus minus in those minutes? I don't know the answer, but go ahead. Minus 11. Wow. (laughs) Minus 11. Bad. Um, And Jackson and George, 58 points combined. Everyone else, nothing. Nobody else was even in double figures, I don't think. Can I I say one thing? Besides Cousins. Can I say one thing real quick, Zach? Real quick. Yeah. So help me understand this, you guys. Just just help me understand this. You have a guy who scored 39 points in a clinching game seven. And somehow, some way, you only gave him four shots. Really? Not to mention that he made every single one of his threes. I mean, guys. Guys. Well, well, let me let me combat that a little bit. And no, I mean, it's going to be a cool off. I mean, it's, well, but let's also but let's also cool not off. let's let's not neglect the fact that Rudy Gobert, the defensive player of the year, how many years in a row now? Two or no one? No, three back, out of the last four. Three out of the last four uh, has no rotations on his own defense, and Terrence Mann was just 
in shoot around during the game and hit a lot of shots because Rudy Gobert can't move. Let's just let let's not neglect that fact. All props to sure. Terrence Mann for dropping thirty nine. Hundred percent. DeAndre Ayton is better than Rudy Gobert. Oh, it's not a question. Say it. It's it's not a question, Zach. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. Okay, I, I, but if you we've all if been three of three. If you're three of three, you're you're obviously still getting something. But the, but the Suns, but the Suns have so many wings that they put out there. Like if 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 Ty Lewis is this great genius coach, he's like, I'm gonna go small on the Suns. Huh? Okay, go for it, man. We'll put Cam Johnson, Tory Craig, Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, Devin Booker, and Aiton at you. And by the way, Aiton can move. He's not some unathletic big man that can't move. He can go out on the wing and guard somebody if he really has to on a switch. Right. So like this isn't this isn't the the Utah Jazz that that has like two dads yeah. over there and Rudy Gobert with Ingles and Bogdanovich. <laughs> this isn't this is a totally oh different gosh, team. Bryce. We're talking about an athletic young team that that is obviously has a fire in their belly to actually do something and they have a coach that's not an idiot. So, like, this is a totally different series. Oh, don't call Quinn Snyder an idiot. No, I'm not saying he, that wasn't shade at Quinn Snyder at all. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just saying a competent coach okay, who is okay. very underrated okay. and, and should have won uh, Coach of the Year, which I, I think he did, right? He did. No, Tibbs won. Mon- Tibbs won and then Monty won. See, that's Tibbs crazy. won. T- no, hold up, hold up. Tibbs won the NBA Coach of the Year, but then Monty Williams won the award uh, based off his peers. You know what okay, I'm saying? His sure. peers voted for Monty, but overall the media said Tom Thibodeau coaching. You know, of course, Zach and, and I'm gonna go with Zach on this. Of course, the media votes Tom. Thibodeau no, come on, don't here. don't get don't no, get I'm in. I'm not that, discounting dude. what he did. What he did, but come on, oh, come, come on. on. Let's get off of this. Fits the profile with the media. Fine, the whatever. But I mean, it, no, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna defend, or I'm not going to hate on Ty Lue or the Clippers not getting Terrence Mann shots because it's a totally different team. Yeah. We have to keep in perspective what Terrence Mann is. Terrence Mann is a good basketball player, but let's not say he's gonna drop 20 points a game. He's just oh, he's, not. He's the third best player on this Clipper roster. Sure, third best doesn't mean you automatically drop 20 points a game. I'm just saying I need more than four shots. Sure. If and they can when get him you, when shots. When you're three of three from three, I would think you would look to get him more shots. Now, Zach, I heard that there was potential mail being dropped into the podcast here. Oh, yeah. it's uh, It actually refers to the series we were just talking about. Oh, sure. Uh, Sorry. The E-series. I just saw a notification on my uh, computer. I figured, oh, shoot, I got to get it in. Uh, it actually just came across my desk, so I figured we'd get it out of the way. Sure. Uh, from somebody named Eric. In New Orleans. <laughs> Eric in New Orleans. Interesting. Just, Eric B. No, from New Orleans. Eric B. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like a point guard name. Um, he says, hello, Caleb and Bryce. Big fan of the show and the network here. Writing oh, in from the Big Easy. Ah, love the Big Easy. Things aren't going well with our hometown team here. <laughs> I think Zion has a, I don't want to be here draft ready to go in twitter oh no can't oh. say i was a massive fan of the blood so drew deal <laughs> oh that, that's sad to hear sure i personally thought blood shortcomings in the playoffs were way overblown and that he rightfully deserved that contract but that's just me oh 
There's no way it takes seven games to win that series if I'm I I, I mean Bledsoe is in there. <laughs> oh, did he scribble that out? Scribble that part out. He scribbled it out, typo. <laughs> Just a food thought. Anyway, I gotta get back. Really busy right now packing my bags. Not sure where I'm moving to yet. My gut says Orlando. Also, Rogier sucks. <laughs> Sincerely. <laughs> Eric. Oh, Eric. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the fan mail. He thinks he's moving um, to Orlando. Why uh, would he I, Hey, he, you know, you never know with a guy like that. It, you never you never know. He could get moved. You never know. You know, you know, Zion, I, I have to I have to tell Zion face to face or I'm gonna call him out here. Hey Zion, you know, if you need help with that that tweet, uh, I think one of your teammates might be able to to help you oh. with it. <laughs> I, he seemed to he seemed to be pretty knowledgeable. It, it was a pretty simple tweet. I, I gotta say, I think you can figure it out on your own, but All if you right. need help, I I think somebody can help you there. Okay, well, well, we won't we won't get too far. I, I I will say, let's dive into this a little more though. Game one, um, you know, you know, Zach, well, what did you see? What, yeah, yeah. What did you see in this game? Um, you know, what what did you look for? I mean, Suns only won by six. If you look at the scoreboard, you might say to yourself, "This was a really tight game," which in a way it was. It was good basketball, but it just seemed like the Suns had a punch to them, right? They definitely had a punch. I mean, Aiden continues just dominating, proving everyone on this pod, right? Can't say the same for other pods. Uh, 20 points, nine rebounds. Babied Zubac up and down the floor, shaking a rattle in his face. Ask him to grab it. <laughs> Devin Booker, what a time for his first career triple-double. I was shocked when I heard that. First career triple-double? Sure. Game one of the West Finals? How about that? Sure. 40-piece. More than made up for the CP3 playmaking. Not the impact of CP3, but the playmaking aspect. He made up for it. Uh, just a PSA. So all NBA teams, really. Quit doubling Devin Booker. <laughs> we have two rounds of evidence that he will make you pay. <laughs> yeah, he can pass. He can pass, guys. He can't pass. He just can't so pass. You know. Yeah, he can't pass. So, I mean, Bryce, you're talking about the wings. Six out of the nine sons that played scored double figures. Bridges, Caleb, I think you were too hesitant. Bridges is locked in as a top 50 guy. Locked in. Sure. Maybe put him sure. even higher. Sure. I get it. But he's in there for sure. Yeah. I mean, the box, his box score won't say it, but if you watch the game, you're like, this guy, the Sixers traded this guy? Like, they could have used him against the Hawks in game seven. Yeah. Uh, Paul George Bryce I think you might agree with this most dangerous he's been in an extended playoff stretch it's about since, time since 13 and 14 with us it's about time I would absolutely agree he's been borderline dominant yep. on both sides I, I agree and I have a I don't know if I'd call this nuclear but I have a take on Devin Booker <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Devin Booker is a top 10 offensive player of the past decade. The decade? And listen. We're, we're a year no, into okay. the decade. Oh, we're a year no, into no. the decade. Come no, on. No, I mean the last 10 years. I don't mean this decade. I mean the last okay. 10 years. <laughs> and here, I did some deep research on this because I wanted to make okay. sure he was top 10. I'm about to say, yeah, you're going to have to give some research here. 
So here were my top ten in no order. Okay. Okay. Durant. Yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Steph. Yeah. Harden. Okay. Carmelo. Kyrie. Jokic. Lillard. Kawhi. And then I have Booker. Booker right at 10, huh? I mean... I, I feel like there's somebody it. else. I feel like there is somebody else, though. I really well, do. Let me read you the stats. Push. Go ahead. Since year two for Devin Booker, 25.2 points a game, 5.1 assists, 46, 35, 87 shooting splits, can score from anywhere 30 feet and in, can beat double teams on a consistent basis, elite from three point can post up smaller guards and is an elite playmaker at this point. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, I've um, caught a lot of heat on the network for this. Okay. okay. Who's the 10th guy? Well, well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause I, I want you to, def- I want both of you guys to defend this because you guys have attacked me on this subject. So I want you to do, to defend it. What about Russell Westbrook? He can't score in the variety of ways Devin Booker can. Like Russell Westbrook's not scoring. I, I, okay. I agree with that. Okay, okay, but if you want to put it on, but but if you want statistical data, the guy's averaging a triple double. It's a mix and of you guys, stats. And you guys put a, a a lot of stock into that. My list was based on stats and just eye tests. Like the last things I said, can double teams can score from thirty feet in, can post up. You know, Russell Westbrook. Used what about Kyrie? The post. He I said put Kyrie. Kyrie he put oh, okay. Kyrie okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think everyone's accounted for. Beal came to mind, but I don't uh, think yeah, I was going to say thing. him. I was going to say him. I think he's for for me. That'd be a guy. Um, but I I, I don't think you're crazy. That. Well, here's the, here's the I, I it's it leads to a bigger conversation, right? Um, the conversation of his offensive dominance. Zach, which is a good topic to get into because I think right now, as a scorer, you could argue that he has the best. So I heard a pot. I was uh, as people as you know. I've heard I heard different pods talk about this, and I, I think it's a really good point. Devin Booker's bag of tricks when scoring is like top. Five, top three, top three, top five. Uh, not top three, top five. Like if you think about it, like I, I think the the score. I think it's not crazy. I would per. I personally want to see. J- just give me one more year. I'm not saying that he isn't there. Just give me one more year because I, I would lean towards Beal, um, especially for. But I, but I think, but but I think Booker is. Here's the. I mean, in the mid range elbows. Uh, he no, got that automatic. from his. He got that from his tutor, Christopher Paul. He got automatic. it from his tutor. I mean, that was just. I mean, that like when he gets to his, he gets to his spots. I think better than a. <laughs> he might be top th- top four at getting to his spots. Like he is really good at getting to his spots, even if they throw doubles or whatever. Um, I think it's not a bad take. I personally would just lean towards Beal by the slightest. And I looked very hard at Kobe Bryant, but. His sure. last great season was 12-13. Sure. And then 
basically nothing after that. Well, nothing so, after that. So I, I have I, – so you talk about Devin Booker and his variety of ways to score, right? Let, let me let me throw this at you just to I, – I don't think it's really – it's not really a take. It's not a take at all. It's just more of a fact at this point. I was talking yeah. to my brother during the game. We were watching uh, Booker go on. He went on like a 7-0 run by himself during game one. And and all of it was mid-range. He hit an and one mid-range, so that gave him seven points in total for that run. And I, and I told my brother, I said, look, I said the elite players, of, the elite scores of the NBA, a majority of them, have an incredible mid-range and they're able to score everywhere. Right. But we see so much in the NBA. It's either a three or we're going to get to the basket. Mm -hmm. We don't see a whole lot of Mm mid-range. Now I'll tell you who's got solid mid-range and and their elite scores, Kevin Durant being one, Devin Booker, elite score. Now let me switch this on you. We would be talking more about DeMar DeRozan if he could, if he could consistently shoot threes, absolutely, I agree with that. His mid range <clears throat> is, is off the charts, but he, charts. for whatever reason, he just hasn't been a consistent three point shooter his entire career. And and I think if he if he solved that, it takes him to a whole nother level, and he's on a contender today. Today, I agree, right? Absolutely, today. I mean, LeBron has a mid range. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. The elite players have a mid-range, and that's what sets them apart. Kobe had an amazing mid-range. Jordan, amazing mid-range. Now, that was obviously a different era. Dirk, mid-range. Garnett. Yeah. If, if yeah. David West. I mean, uh, my goodness. Let's not, okay, Lethal. come on. Let's not throw him in it. Well, I get what he's saying, though. I mean. Yeah, I do, I do too. I do, too. So, and I mean, you got to have a mid-range if you want to be an elite scorer. Yeah. And here's I two agree. other guys I considered putting in there. Kevin Love, just because he was so dominant in Minnesota. Just because he was so dominant. Okay. Didn't didn't lead to a lot of wins, but he eye test and stat wise, he passed. Sure. Sure. And then Lamarcus Aldridge. But I didn't well, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge, I'd be willing to bet average under four assists for his career. Yeah. It it, yeah. The total package wasn't there like some of these other guys. No. No, I, I think it's not a it's not out there. It's it's not insanely crazy. A good argument for it. Um, I just I think I think for him, you, you know, he just has to continue to be what I mean. This pod has clearly thought he has been. Um, this 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 the, you know this he just needs to because I just don't think the Clippers have any answers. He is planting um, his flag right now. It's on a, the elbows. I don't even know what to compare to the past. I, Five years, not by somebody, not with somebody this young, right? Steph like, Curry, maybe the closest in 2015, just planting his flag and being like, "We are a force to be reckoned with." Now, I am a force to be reckoned with. Well, you could argue there's multiple guys that do that. Don't, right don't now. compare him to Kobe Bryant, though. That's stupid. Like, no. there's multiple guys that are doing it right now, though. I'd argue, Zach I and mean, Trey Young's doing it right now. Like I think the yeah. way the, the way that like the way that we're seeing Booker you know play offensively is is remarkable. But as you mentioned, let's talk about his teammates and 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 then you know break down the Clippers aspect of it as well. So Devin Booker, you know, obviously he had the double digit assists, he had the triple double. You know, Chris Paul out, which begs you to wonder. Okay, well, Phoenix, 
where are you getting where are you getting the other productions where are you getting the 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 other things that this team desperately needs uh to get by the clippers well you know folks i'm i'm just sorry to tell you um that they're getting the type of production needed from their best what seven players right like just like they have I think been all playoffs best seven players like i mean folks i you know I, I this is the best top seven left in the league. This is the best top seven left in the league. I, I mean, I don't think Absolutely. it's close. I mean, I think that I think I think the Clippers don't have a better seven. I don't think the Bucks have a better center, and I don't really think the Hawks have a better seven. That honestly, I might have the Hawks second. Look, the way I see it is like I I think I think this is just it. it you can't it, it, you know Chris Paul is a great player, right? But. This is to me when you have to give the respect to Monty. If we're going to kiss Chris Paul like we did last week, we need to sit there and say Monty Williams gets his guys ready. Everybody wants to talk about Ty Lue getting his guys ready. Well, what about what about Monty Williams? What about Monty Williams? Monty Williams has done it all seasons. Monty, Monty Williams has gotten a guy like Torrey Craig, who was in and out of the rotation against the Lakers, to become a healthy, legitimate factor. Cam Johnson, not ideal from three as you once. What, what did he do? Come out and knock down threes at home. Cameron Payne, I've been hating his guts, but I've been wrong. I've been wrong in the playoffs. Cameron Payne, nine assists. You know, I just think this has been a really, this has been a really great thing. Now, now, meanwhile, for the Clippers' perspective, um, I agree with you, Zach. I think this is the most dominant George has looked, um, and I think because of how he's performing, I think it at least gets you a win, maybe two. Uh, I think he's just fantastic. Um, he's absolutely fantastic. He's he's really showing. I think I think what he's doing, Bryce. I'd like to hear your takes on this. Obviously, you've been a big Paul George guy for a while back in Indy, but then you hated his guts, and all of a sudden you've had to see him basically make you suck it. George George has had a really George has had a fantastic playoffs. What are you seeing from him? What are you seeing from this Clipper team, uh, particularly? You know, because I I think you're going to see a better game from them. But can they keep going small? Like, is that going to be the way they beat the Phoenix Suns if they want to go to the championship? No, I, I, I don't think it is. Because I, like I mentioned earlier, like the Suns are, are so young and they have so many wings that can come in and just play just straight up. Like, I, I don't think that's the way to go. And I, I'm not sure. I, I No, I know how they beat him. I know how they beat the Suns. Kawhi comes back and he does Kawhi things. That's it. But I guess I guess here's my thing, you guys. Here's my thing. I'm not saying that Kawhi Leonard can't come back and do his thing. But right now, we have to go off the facts. <laughs> I mean, the facts suggest Kawhi Leonard is not doing well, and he's not going to play. That's what the facts know. say. That's what I, the facts I agree. say. You know, people are trying to make these what-if games. It's like, oh, I can get to the what-if games, and we'll obviously talk about it with Kawhi supposed to come back. But based off what I'm seeing right now, I think Paul George will continue to put up 30, 40 point games. You have to ask for better play from Marcus Morris. I need more threes from Batum. Patrick Beverly can't just make a layup and fast break. He has to do more than two points. <laughs> and Luke Kennard needs to act like he gets paid $60 million. Next up, I got the Hawks and the Bucks in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, which we haven't talked Atlanta because we never got a series from Atlanta. Atlanta... Uh, you know, an exciting young team. Uh, just to give you a summary of what's been going on, uh, they originally had a coach. 
uh, by the name of Lloyd Pierce, which Zach Griffith has ripped on many times on my podcast, uh, the Southeast Divisional Pod. And, 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 and Lloyd Pierce uh, was there for less than half the year. Gone. They, they were 11th place. And he uh, it basically got the sack. He got the sack. He he rushed about. Got the it was like treatment. he just rushed about. It was it wasn't good. Uh, but he is coaching the U.S. and Olympic team, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But McMillan uh, is McMillan is back. McMillan has been you know the guy for them. He's been steadying the ship, and the Hawks, a team that just you know came out and have and have played their best ball. Really, uh, they've been on a hot streak. This is a young team that absolutely shows no fear. And if you watch the Philadelphia series. Uh, you would easily say Trey Young looked like the most mentally ready player in the freaking series. Now, Zach, I want to start with you here on on the Atlanta Hawks. I want I just want to kind of deep dive into them and then obviously talk about the Bucks and how they approach the series. So uh, how do you look at it from uh, the Hawks perspective? Obviously, we know what Trey Young can bring. We know what Herter did in game seven that pissed you off. We know what Bogdanovich did. <laughs> we know what Collins can do, as we've talked about multiple, multiple times, and, and Clint Capella. But can they get enough to get to the NBA Finals in your personal opinion? They'll make it interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say they can't win because they've proved everybody wrong all playoffs. And – all second half of the season. Look, I think they got a lucky draw in the first round getting the Knicks just because it was a great matchup for them. I mean, I'm still mystified I, as to why Tibbs didn't just hunt for Trey on defense. But I agree. I agree. Whatever. It's I agree. <laughs> I, I don't know. He thought it was 2011 or something, but they can definitely – they can win the series. I'll say it. They can win the series. I'm not picking them. I'm not picking them. I'm picking the Bucks. I'll pick the Bucks in six. Because I That's well, I mean who are you gonna put on Giannis Capella? Right. You know? I mean what Which I really don't want to do that because if I get him in foul trouble. This is where you miss DeAndre Hunter. It's yeah. And I thought yeah. it would that would have been exposed last round and it wasn't. And that's an indictment on the Sixers. But this, they, their offensive firepower, I would say second only to the Suns in terms of the teams that are left. I don't, I don't know. They, they offensively in terms of putting the ball in the hole, Zach. I think they got a strong argument for the best. Because, I mean, John Collins has been awesome. He's been absolutely awesome. Trey Young, maybe, maybe the story of the playoffs. You can make a case. He is. I agree. You could make the case. Yep. And they're going up against, I would say, an overwhelming favorite in the Bucks. I think most I don't know a if anybody of outside of Atlanta is picking the Bucks or picking the Hawks. So it's gonna be a great series. Uh Herder made me eat shit. I've never said it on the record, but I fucking hate Kevin Herder. <laughs> I just hate him. I just it's it's his face. Yeah, I'm just gonna be honest. Him. It's his he face. It's his face. There's nothing about his game, it's just his yeah. face. Um had the great, literally had the greatest game of his life. If he just has an average Kevin Herter game, the Hawks are packing. They're going home, and they needed it because Trey. He didn't suck, but shooting wise, he sucked. He did not have a good shooting night. No, his passing, did. yep, bailed them out in more ways than one. I mean, hitting Herter or 
not Gallo because Gallo sucked, but hitting Herder and I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on the other wing. Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Hitting them in the corners, hitting Collins on lobs, hitting Capella and pick and rolls. He's just, he just picked the Sixers apart on defense. So they can definitely win the series. Like I said, I'm still picking the Bucks just because Caleb, you mentioned earlier, Middleton is the best perimeter player that the Hawks have seen so far. And Giannis is just going to wreak havoc on anyone they throw at him. So props to Nate McMillan. We miss you in Indy. Uh, <laughs> you got a raw shake. It wasn't, it wasn't fair. You didn't have a yeah. healthy team for two straight seasons, and they gave you the sack. So, uh, I, we did not approve of that in the moment, but you know, whatever. But give me bucks and six, but it's going to be more than frisky. So, Bryce, what what are your initial thoughts of this series? Right, um, you clearly never believed in Philly. Not a lot of the people know that, particularly on the record. Yeah, and you guys yeah. need to eat it. You need no, to eat it on no. Philly. Yes, you do. Yes, no. you do. You need to eat it on Philly because no. I was right. I you was didn't pick right. the Hawks over Philly. I was right. You didn't pick no, the Hawks got, over Philly. Sure, fine. I but you were like, but you were like, oh, Philly actually has a real chance to go to the finals. But no, Very what did good. I say? What did I say? Number one seed. What did I say? What Whatever. did I say? Philly average and the finals the and you, don't belong in the no, same No, talk about sentence. the Hawks. Talk about the Hawks. Period. Talk about the oh, Hawks. Oh, I'll talk about the Hawks. I'll talk Go about ahead. The Hawks. Go ahead. Absolutely demolished the Sixers. Embarrassed They really didn't. It went to this seven number games. One, this number one. No, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing it went to seven it's embarrassing. games yes it's embarrassing right. for philly okay. absolutely it is no it's yeah not. i agree it's yes it is <laughs> yes it is as much as you guys hate bogdanovich and you hate gallinari they they ate they made you eat it they no made the you one who hates bogdanovich is the host of this show you're right. Bogdanovich, look. All of you, you guys need to eat it. And and Zach is eating it on Herder, and, and they beat Philly, who you said was an actual contender, and it's a joke. They You've were. been exposed. Exposed. Ben Simmons, the, the newest member of the Shanghai Sharks, Gosh. according to Wikipedia. <laughs> exposed. Exposed. And I love to see it. Love to see it. Well, Kalinari <clears throat> anyway. will be joining him soon. Sure, sure, sure. That's probably after this series, but that's fine. That's neither here nor there. Long dong flying. The fact of the matter is that the Hawks are way ahead of schedule in in their development and where their team should be. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Sucks they don't have a lot of ways to get insanely better because you pay Bogdanovich and Gallinari. All right, yeah, again, neither here nor there, but they're also missing some guys. You know, we still haven't seen a healthy Cam Reddish. We haven't seen a healthy DeAndre Hunter in in these playoff moments to help pick up that slack. So it's going to be really exciting to see him next season. The problem is – uh, stop it! Stop. He'll he'll go to the Shanghai. He'll jo- he'll join Ben Simmons in China. He's hurt. Get off his back. But I mean, this is this is cool. Like I, I'm fine with this. And and Trey Young embracing the villain role is kind of fun. It's kind of fun. You know, I don't know that we've seen a young guy kind of embrace that role before of being being the bad guy. I mean, and and I, I don't mean just oh he's good everybody hates him. No, I mean he's kind of you know he 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 walks the walk, he talks the talk, and he backs it all up with his play. I, so I love it. I I don't know how much of a chance they stand against the Bucks. I'm gonna take Bucks and five. Um, but the Hawks are fun. I like watching Trey Young play. 
it's I think I think I think the Hawks I think the Hawks are I think the Hawks are fun I think the Hawks are fun and you know what Caleb you've had to apologize to Trey Young there's and you know what I I did I apologized to him a long time ago. Don't you bring did. it up now. You did no. Right. I'm, I'm not. Don't. I'm just saying. Like I don't. I don't need to get the hate in the playoffs. Okay, let me enjoy it. Look. You know the way I see it. You know, the firepower's there. They got a lot of guys that I can trust. I think the Hawks are going to the finals, boys. Give me the Hawks in six. Oh. I mean, listen. I give just me, sat here and give said, me, give me the, give the me series. The, I give me, I, I give me the Hawks in six. I don't care that I'm the only person that's going to say that. I don't care. Oh, um, I am not. I am not doubting the Hawks. I'm just not. the oh, The Bucks man. have given me the Bucks. The Bucks have given me reasons to doubt him. Atlanta, despite Trey Young, even with bad shooting, somehow continues to look like they're the most confident team on the floor. Every series and every game. I don't think that changes just because they make the Eastern Conference Finals. Not to mention the fact that. I like the experience this team has. I think Clint Capella, Clint Capella has been in big games. Lou Williams has been in big games. Danilo Gallinari has been in big games, and I don't like it, but Danilo Gallinari has been in big games before. Okay, Trey Young has been used to number one attention for a long time. And you know what? I'm trusting him. I'm trusting. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm going to say I trust him more than any player in this series. I think Trey Young. I think Trey Young is going to come out. I think the Hawks are going to come out. I think they're taking it in six. I think McMillan's a better coach than Bud. I I just in general, like I just think the Hawks have a chance. I respect the people who pick the Bucks. It's obvious. I get it. Giannis is the most probably the most dominant, though. I trust Trey the most. Giannis is the most dominant player. I don't. You know, like the fact that I don't have Hunter, but maybe I get Reddish back. Reddish has been practicing. Maybe I get Reddish back. I think the Hawks have more firepower, and I really I can rely on their team more than Milwaukee Bucks. And I am going with the Hawks. I am done. I am done doubting this Hawks team. I'm done. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, the Hawks are good enough. No, I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick them because I think they're that good. I think I think John Collins has proven to me why he's as good as I think he is and why he's as good as Zach Griffith thinks he is because John Collins has came in and looked for a massive payday this off season. John Collins looks like an incredible, incredible player. John Collins been, playing in his final series with the Atlanta Hawks. He's been, he's been wicked. No, I'm, I'm I, well, we'll see. I mean, I think they're going a little farther, <laughs> but we'll see. I think, I do think Bogdanovich being somewhat limited um, is, is a little bit of a problem. Uh, but I'm not concerned because I've been a huge believer in Herder. Not to mention that I think that uh, they're getting good minutes from their rookie, uh, Kong Wu from USC. I think he's giving him really good minutes out there. He's competing. He's, he's not uh, looking like he's scared of the moment necessarily Solid for minutes. a rookie. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily mad at what Lou Williams has been giving me. Uh, I think his shot creation has been pretty good for them, and he's not been looking like a player that doesn't belong on the floor. I just, for me, like, I just sit there and I say – does Milwaukee did Milwaukee just get massive, massive Giannis games and massive, massive Milton games? And if the same thing happens again, which I think it could, just give me the Hawks because they got more options. That's all I, I mean, that's all it is. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's crazy that people can say the Bucks can win. I think if but here's the argument I would make though. If you pick the Bucks to win, you better pick the Bucks to win in like five. 
because then I think you got, I think, and I think it's a freight train. Then I think, I think the bucks just roll over them at that point. Then they're just going to, it gets, it'd just be a dominant performance. That to me, at least. Now I know Zach, you had the bucks. I think it's six. See, yeah. the thing for me is I think the bucks, if the bucks win, they would just steamroll. Like they would just steamroll past guys. While I think the Atlanta's not going to get steamrolled. Philadelphia was up on them by 20. And then all of a sudden they come back and they win the game. Like, I just don't think this team gets steamrolled. And so for that reason alone, I'm just going to go with the underdog here. And, you know, obviously you guys can have your shots at me, whatever. Uh, But real quick, um, you know, I'm curious about what's going to happen with Giannis in this series. You know, obviously, um, you know, no Hunter is critical. Am I matching up with Collins? Am I matching up with Capella on Giannis? What are you guys thinking here? It might have to be Collins. I don't know if Capella can move like that. Might have to be Tony Snell. <laughs> oh, no. no uh, I think it would have to be Collins. Uh, you know, it, we'll, we'll definitely see some Capella at some point, but in terms of a... We absolutely will. Consistent one-on-one defender. They don't have it. Here's one thing I would throw throw out about the Bucks. Uh that is kind of going underrated. They just shed a massive mental block by beating the Nets. Massive. Okay. Because yeah. they just beat Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh they just saved their coach's ass. I mean, don't yeah. tell me they didn't hear all the noise about oh, here come the Bucks. Great regular season team, can't get it done sure. in the playoffs. Bud, uh, Rick Carlisle, he's emptied out the drawers in Bud's office. And now the script is totally flipped. There's a world. There's a world, guys. I don't it's not I don't think it's gonna happen, but there is a world where the Bucks win the title, and we're talking about Giannis as the best player in the world. There's a world. By the end of the year. It's definitely a possibility. If the Bucks win the title. People are going to be saying Giannis I, 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 is the best player gonna, in the world. They'll say top three, but I, I just can't. If he doesn't have a shot, Zach, I, I'm just, I can't. If he does it in dominant fashion, I, I just I like Kawhi did a couple years ago. Like, I, I, I can't do it because he's no. not giving me enough offense. He's just, he, I need more of an, exp- I need I need a jump shot, Zach. Come on. If he averages 32 and wins the title, mm, we'll I can't see. put him over. Look, I wouldn't say he's the best. But I'm just saying there's going to be people saying he's the best because there will be people. This will be the case. He beat Durant. He beat the Nets. Uh, he beat Trey Young, who was the story of the playoffs. And he he beat, we'll say it was, it was the Suns. We'll say he beat the Suns. That will be yeah. the case. Okay. I'm just saying there's a world where it happens. I am taking the Bucks in six, but I do think that mental thing of just finally, I wouldn't call it getting over the hump, but finally rising to the occasion. Uh, I don't think it can go overlooked. Well, and and from the Bucks' perspective, Bryce, I'm, here's here's my thing, right? The argument that's going to get sent in about why the Hawks are going to lose, right? You're going to say, well, Drew Holiday, duh, he's one of the best guard defenders in the league. He's he's really good. He's he shut down Dame. It's how he got his name, whatever. Um, but like his offense hasn't in there Bryce no it has and not. and and I I think that Middleton's offense obviously has been there but like 
again, you know, what what can I expect from a guy like Drew in this series? Because I'm not I mean, he hasn't given me evidence that he's been very good offensively. I think I think it'll come. I, I I'm not necessarily worried about Drew Holiday. I think I think he'll bounce back. Um, but I mean, they really did bring him in for his stability that he brings to the offense. Uh, they bring him in for his defense, and then obviously to hit shots uh, uh, consistently. And he hasn't been he hasn't been able to hit the shot con- consistently. But I'll tell you what, down the stretch when it matters the most, Drew Holiday is going to be there. Period. I mean, we've seen it a couple times throughout this playoffs where Drew Holiday hits a big bucket, and that's what you want. I mean, that's what you're really paying for. Um, obviously, if he was able to produce more offense uh, before the fourth quarter, that would be ideal, but I think he's fine. I, I, I really don't have a massive concern about Drew Holiday right now. I think if they lose game seven, yeah, there's probably a lot of talk about it, um, but – yeah, he gets the pass right now because he. Yeah. They won the series. They won. If the they series. lose this series against the Hawks, and he doesn't show up. He's not getting a pass. He's going to get obliterated on Twitter, just like Ben Simmons did. They'll have him joining Ben in Shanghai. Kuzma. Now here, now here's the thing for me in this series, and I'm really curious to get your opinions on. So one of my favorite things that you guys know I like to do is I always like to play the game of if you rank the 10 players in the series. Uh, rank them. Rank them? Rank them, rank guys. Rank here's, here's how I see it. Here's how I see it, though. Can you make an argument that Atlanta has more of them? Yes. Yes. And they probably I do. think so. I think so. Like, they probably do. I'm, I'm, I'm always very old school with that. Like, if you've got more guys that I like, that helps you. I understand that Giannis's dominance is better than Trey's dominance, but I just trust Trey. I just, I just, there is nothing about that guy that is afraid of the moment. And I, I just, when I, when I think about the Hawks, this is just a very solid team. They're well balanced. They're going to put the ball in the hole. Now, real quick, the other thing that we wanted to get into here um, is the Olympic team, and then we'll conclude the podcast. Uh, the Olympic team, the USA basketball team, got some big news. Uh, they got Kevin Durant, they got James Harden, they got Jason Tatum, they got Bradley Beal, they got Damian Lillard, uh, Draymond Green, and then Bam Adebayo um, with possibilities of Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Chris Paul. <laughs> I mean, this for for a, for a season in which many thought that there wouldn't be a lot of NBA stars in the Olympics, um, well, clearly there are. And Zach, I, I want to get your thoughts Um do you think that it's good that players are wanting to play in the Olympics despite the quick off season again? I mean, do you think that's a bad thing, a good thing? Uh, what, what's your thinking here? Well, it's a great thing. I'm never going to fault the guy for wanting to play in the Olympics because it's the fucking Olympics. So I'm not, not going to, I'm not going to fault him. Uh, Devin Booker, I was a little surprised because Devin Booker. Sure. I think he's going to be playing in the finals and then it's a quick turnaround. Yeah. to the Olympics, but so be it. Uh, I don't think uh, he cares about the turnaround. He just wants to play in the Olympics. So, uh, you know, me and Bryce were talking today at work. What's the worst NBA team that could win the gold medal? <laughs> it's an interesting conversation. And I'm not trying but to downplay international competition. 
What do you mean? Like the Sacramento Kings, for example, would not win the gold medal. The Charlotte Hornets would not win the gold medal. Okay. So then what in terms of so what would be that so you're saying what like if bad the US committee was like we're taking the entire Kings roster and they will be our team USA. We're not winning the gold medal. It was just a fun no. game. It was just a fun game. No, no, I get it. Um it's a really good question. Um I think you probably couldn't pick a team that didn't make the play you have to pick a playoff team. Yeah, but then if you pick the Bucks, you I don't get so. Giannis. Team USA doesn't get Giannis. No. If you pick I, the Hawks, Team USA doesn't get Capella or Bogdanovich. It'd have to be the Nets, right? See, I, I, the, here's Gallo. my thing. Like, I don't think that. Um, like, Sons? sure, they, they, they clearly the Dom maybe, but it, no Aiden. I think the tricky oh, yeah. part with the tricky part with um, with that is like. I think that shows the international play is significantly different. Yeah, I'm than not trying in the to NBA. Say international play sucks. I'm just no, 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 no. I'm no. I'm saying the style of which, right? Like you, the style of which, like, oh, see, yeah. to me, when you look at this roster, it's going to have like a lot of wingy types, like three fours, and then you're going to have like a Draymond, a Bam. Probably one more big, but it's gonna be what like a four five type. Can we get Towns in there? Uh, Towns from the Dominican Republic, actually. Ah, so they the problem is their bigs. The bigs they're limited. They're very limited in bigs. Honestly, the best big left for the U.S. Zach, it might be Miles Turner. Like this, wow. like their their bigs are not um, insane. Like AD is not healthy. Otherwise, you'd pick Anthony. The way that I see it no, is I like I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick him. Soft. No. Soft. Oh my, oh my gosh. Soft. Look, the way the way that Soft I see it. Throw him around like a rag doll. Uh, whatever. Look, Bryce, what are you thinking of the Olympic team so far and the guys that are committing? Because like James Harden committed. And James Harden has a grade two hamstring. Uh and he's like, hey, I'm gonna get ready because I'm gonna play. Like that's like, are you not a little like are you not a little concerned? Like, I'm happy because I think it's awesome that guys are trying to get the gold here. But like at the same time, like I don't want to lose my I don't want to lose my player from the Nets to big time injury. Sure. No, I mean I mean the thought process for the players is I mean, this is an opportunity. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a privilege to play for Team USA. Not to mention a lot of these guys, they're probably thinking you know, I want to be the 1992 dream team. I want to yeah. be the 2008 team. I want to be the 2012 team. Yeah. I, I think there there's, you know, that plays into it. It's just an honor and a privilege to go out there, represent the country yeah. uh, in a positive light and go out and, and have fun playing basketball. I mean, it, I mean, we've watched international play before. I mean, it, sometimes it just looks like, you know, one half of an NBA all-star game you know, with, with the USA team out there, it's fun. And you get to play with some of the best players in the world all on the same team. And you get to do fun stuff. I mean, imagine I it's, it's disappointing that Steph isn't, isn't playing on team USA because I'm telling you, I don't think, I don't think international teams would know what to do with Steph Curry. Like they would know about Steph Curry, but they wouldn't know what to do. I mean, he would, he would just, sure. When he starts shooting from half court and making it, 
you know, it, what do you do about that? So but I, let's not act like Dame can't do that. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Dame, okay. but okay. I mean, okay. it's very exciting. I mean, USA, they, they, we win gold the majority of the time. I mean, I'm not shocked by this and I expect nothing less than the gold. So. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't finish well in the FIBA cup. They finished like, but you know, but a lot of that had to do with injuries, which I think has a large part to do with why some guys are wanting to play is because they just kind of want revenge. And, and, and how I see it um, is I just don't buy, let's make this a bigger picture conversation. I think you guys would really appreciate this. So obviously championships are the, biggest thing for legacies do you we agree yeah absolutely but a gold medal we can't fully quantify because we're not the individual that wins it am i crazy no i think it's about how you for the olympics i think it's about how you win it's about how uh, like we've established such a culture of winning gold medals in basketball it's about how you win like I mean, is anything ever going to measure up to the to the 1992 team? I don't know. I truly Probably don't not. know. Probably. Probably not. Probably not. But like, I think it means more to the individual than we like to think. There's no, such it, a it tendency, to, but there's a tendency to dismiss it though when talking about legacy. And see, that's what I don't like. Like, I'm not saying it has to be this huge thing that has to step in line with championships. But at some point, like, well, you know, it's a thing. It's a big deal. If you talk and we about don't somebody fully like, understand it. If you talk about somebody like Carmelo, his sure. medals are going to get thrown under the rug, and they shouldn't. They absolutely but should. For you know, for whatever reason, when we're talking about a guy, his legacy or his Hall of Fame case, the medals don't get brought up. Even though with some of these foreign players, like that's why Vlade Divac is in the Hall of Fame because uh, of his thank international you. career. Thank you. So somebody like Melo, who with his NBA resume would get in easily, but his Olympic resume. I mean, I think if you go by medals, Melo is the best player in U.S. history and U.S. team history. It's a really honest. I mean, it's not a crazy take. He's a great Olympic player. He's been very great in Olympics. If you're Always just going by medals, I think he yeah. has. Yeah. What? Oh eight, twelve. He has three gold medals. Yeah. And one bronze yeah. that we don't acknowledge but that's just yeah yeah you know yeah it's a standard it's it's kind of a disgrace it It is is a disgrace it is and the problem is you know we're just so accustomed to a gold medal it's just be like well you're supposed to win right 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 and i mean i i get it because obviously you know i mean let's face it the united states has the best talent in the world but it's like at the same time it's it's an interesting conversation given the overall percept, you know, perception of the Olympics. Like, I think, I think it's really good that players are wanting to play. Um, I'm not shocked by it, but I think a lot of people are, I think it's really good for them. Uh, I think moving forward, it'll be fun to see kind of where, where this goes Uh, the roster will get more filled out. Uh, We might bring it up again uh, next week, but, uh, we'll see where that we'll see where that goes. But we'll, we'll only do a little bit of segments, just like we did today. Uh, without further ado, uh, you know we have plenty of things for you to listen on after you listen to this podcast. We have Zach Griffith's podcast he just released talking about Loki. Uh, Zach is back on Circle City Cinema. He's killing the game on that. Yeah, uh, he's he's got plenty of episodes coming. Uh, so please uh, go check that out. Uh, we have Alex and Dylan talking about uh, you know Hawks Sixers Game Seven 
uh, coming this week. That should be extremely fun. Uh, we have Will and Dylan who are supposed to project the podcast this week. Uh, do not be afraid to uh, check that out. It should be very fun to see what they can bring, especially after the vacation uh, that Dylan had and, and overall uh, what they're able to bring there. Uh, triple option. Uh, we'll call it, you know, it's on a delay. Uh, it's, it's on a delay in this moment. Uh, we're not exactly sure when they'll put out an episode, uh, but, but don't, you know, but Devin uh, is continuing to be on Zach stuff. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, connect with that, you know, to connect with that. Thursday. Yeah. He'll be on Thursday. So don't, don't be afraid to uh, continue. You know, they, they didn't leave. They didn't do anything bad. Okay. They're not in a dungeon. All right. They just, they, right now they're just in a break here. Uh, you know, Dylan, it, 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 there should be great pods out. Uh, great things available. Uh, without further ado, thank you for listening to One Sound Podcast. Yes.